Hey everybody, it's Amber Desmond with Emotional Medicine Coaching. I'm your emotional awareness coach. And today is July 24th, I believe, summertime. And I've had a very strange day. I had a very busy day scheduled and then my day just uh, sort of fell apart as far as scheduling and everybody just sort of canceled or rescheduled. So it ended up being a very chill day and I was sitting around my house getting some things done. I did have work for a little bit today. My other job as a massage therapist, I went and did a massage this morning and during the massage, I was having a lot of different thoughts and feelings and ideas as tends to happen when I'm doing a massage and uh, it's a regular client so we have a very good flow and rhythm and it's easy and I know her body really well and so it just kind of opens my my mind up and allows it to think, feel, expand. Some of my most creative and inspirational ideas come when I'm giving a massage. So, uh, yeah. And <clears throat> so I came home after the massage, after running some errands, and I was sort of questioning what to do with myself, really unexpected free time. And it's like, oh, I've got all this stuff I could be doing. Of course, there's like endless things that can always need to be done you know and so I'm doing some laundry and yada 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 and I'm thinking about my relationship with myself I've been in a very weird place (laughs) a very 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 weird place this past couple years really but in particular I'd say this last year has been Uh, a very interesting time of growth and expansion and change and personal development Um, very compressed I've been feeling very much like a lot of what has been deeply unfelt in my life things that are sort of those core deep wounds and beliefs have been really present and making themselves very known in my life this past year. So it's been a very intense sort of healing crisis in many ways as I faced these parts of myself. And while I was doing this massage, one of the things that came up for me was realizing and this is something I've I've processed and thought about over the years but I just like anything I feel I learn it in layers things come in layers of understanding layers of embodying layers of comprehension layers of really letting those things in those understandings sink in really deep so it's like each time I come across these beliefs or thoughts they kind of hit me in um, a newer deeper capacity so I was really recognizing because I struggle pretty consistently with depression specifically around my menstrual cycle it really gets super magnified a week or two before and then also during so like three weeks out of my month (laughs) I can have a lot of a lot of feelings that are 
sometimes really euphoric and sometimes deeply unpleasant and uncomfortable. And I really have battled with the depression aspect of myself and feeling like I'm a resist and fight and, and really fight myself and I feel like I'm fighting labeling myself as like there's something wrong with me what's wrong with me or seeking to fix myself and that there's something broken that needs to be fixed and I don't really believe that yes I believe that there is some stuff going on um, but I don't feel that I am a broken person because I have uncomfortable feelings I have so many different ideas and thoughts about what depression is and where it comes from and I feel on a personal level that there are several different manifestations of depression and that it can show up in different ways for different people and maybe because of different reasons and so I feel like that's also why depression can be really hard to nail down as far as like a quote-unquote cure because I feel it's multi-layered. Depression is really multi-layered. I feel ultimately depression is suppressed emotion from past, from probably something that happened in the past that we suppressed and that we are actively, even if subconsciously, still working on suppressing that. And um, I don't particularly resonate nor believe that uh, depression is caused from some sort of specific vitamin deficiency or any kind of food anything related I do think that if you're depressed and you're eating a bunch of crap like a really bunch of processed junk and sugar it's not going to in any way help you it's not going to make you feel better it will I think exacerbate but I don't think it is necessarily the cause and so when people are like strictly approach depression from a dietary aspect it really pisses me off <laughs> because I'm just like you know I absolutely believe food is medicine but I also don't think that the cure for depression because that's again thinking that it's strictly some sort of chemical or um you know, biological something to do with the the physiology of the person that it's specifically something related to body chemistry, body balance, and so on. If it be your brain chemistry or your gut or anything to do with just the physical physiology of the person, but that it's also that, you know, that it it's saying that the physiology of you is affecting the emotional cause, but I particularly believe that it's the inverse. I believe that it's the emotion, the emotional element of depression that could be causing the physical disruption, such as I think the emotion comes before the chemical imbalance. I think the emotional trauma, stress, repression, so on, can then cause an imbalance within the brain and also like problems with your gut and so on and so forth. That's my personal philosophy. If it doesn't resonate with you, then leave it. You know, I mean, that's something I also feel like ugh, just a little tiny rant in this day and age, whatever I say here, 
these are my conclusions. This is stuff that I've come to. This is, these are my beliefs, my thoughts, my feelings, my understandings, and my personal philosophy, and I'm sharing them. And if they resonate with you, and that feels like truth for you, and it helps you, fucking write on. And if it doesn't, then leave it. Let it go. Put it aside. Say, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't need that. That's not a piece of information that I need to take into myself and make my truth. And then that's that. We don't have to have some giant argument about, you know, this is the right truth. And, you know, nobody has to be right here. This is all just... You know, everybody's just on their own journey of belief, you know, all scientific studies and research. But you know what? There is no one specific scientific study or research. You know, it's like if they could all agree, then sure. But it's still a debate even if you bring science into it. So let's just forget that shit and just say, take it or leave it, the end. So as I digress back to my original thought was just realizing that over the years the conclusion I keep coming to is recognizing how much we fight against ourselves I fight against myself my battle with my emotions and so today I was actively consciously acknowledging to myself whatever the self is that is observing one's own thoughts the observer self the consciousness self whatever it is like when you say I feel blank who is the I that is observing that you feel blank so I feel depressed so who is the I that can be removed enough from the depressed self to say I feel so anyway, so it's like a whole other thing as well. Just thinking about all the different aspects of the, the human mind and the observer and, and who is the I that is experiencing these particular thoughts and feelings and recognizing that I am not my own enemy. I am my own enemy when I make myself my own enemy. My body is not my enemy and nor is my mind. See, over the years, I have mantra that my body isn't my enemy because of dealing with my own chronic pain issues, which I think also stem from depression stuff. And so today, thinking about my mind is not my enemy, as well as my body is not my enemy. I don't have to be my own enemy at all. Choosing to not create a villain out of any of my thoughts or feelings be it physical or emotional and that I don't have to become victim to any of them that I don't have to fight against any of them and I sat with and this is something I love about the mindfulness practice and something I did when I was uh, experiencing severe anxiety in the past is diving into the fear, into the anxiety, into the pain, into the depression, and literally instead of trying to avoid it or feel better, even trying to find things to feel good about, but that I would actually sit with the discomfort and see where that would take me because you know sometimes it was too much and I would just try to do something to feel better and sometimes that's the route one goes but other times avoiding the pain became in and of itself an exhaustive job 
So I chose to then just say, I'm going to feel depressed and let that be okay and just be depressed and not try to be anything but that particular feeling in that moment. Just sit with that sensation and be in that. And usually, (laughs) the second I would do that, then the depression naturally starts shifting and turning into something else. And I tend to have some of my most profound discoveries when I, instead of trying to run away from my feelings, but I then choose to acknowledge them. So it's like thinking about your feelings as if they're small children begging for your attention. So sometimes, say, if I'm in a depressive episode... I can think of it as like there's some part of me that is kind of uh, throwing a little tantrum. It's like, pay attention to me. Why doesn't everybody notice me? I need your attention right now, right now. And the more I'm like, shh, quiet, sit down, shut up. No, I don't have time for you. And then it just, the more pissed off it gets. So like a child, sometimes you just need to turn, face the child who's having the tantrum and say, kindly, lovingly, get down down on your knees, get down to its level, look into his eyes. Sweetie, what's going on? I hear you over here. I hear you freaking out. Tell me, tell me what I can do for you. Tell me about it. What's, you know, I'm, I'm here. I want to listen. Let me know how you feel. And it's amazing. These, these emotions inside of us are all these different unmet needs and literally like all these little children that live inside of us expressing all of these needs that need to be met and all these feelings and all these emotions and all these things throughout our entire lifetime that we can have been ignoring and avoiding and suppressing and even shaming, judging, criticizing, berating. And so they desperately want our attention and they act out they really really act out and say why you know sometimes you know even negative attention is better than no attention at all right so it's like part of my practice with emotional awareness coaching is to really help people get in touch with what parts of them they've been ignoring and avoiding and berating and belittling and criticizing and these parts that are screaming out for our attention that need our love and acknowledgement they need us to see them and to sit with them and to listen to their stories and to be present so that they can heal so that those needs those deep deep unmet needs can finally feel like somebody has acknowledged them that's what we all want the most is to feel in this world loved and that can translate to paid attention to seen responded to with kindness and attention and presence I mean how good does it feel when someone 
is really with you and you just feel them there with you. They're listening intently. They're hearing you. They're being really present and they're honoring you with love and kindness and attention. That's that's priceless and it's something we don't often think about giving to ourselves like we so often seek that outside of ourselves and tend to feel a lot of disappointment and upset and get really triggered and have a lot of problems in our uh, relationships because a lot of people are also carrying around these burdened neglected children inside of them and so we have a whole room full of neglected (laughs) angry uh, you know children who are all striving to be loved and paid attention to but none of us know how to give it to the other so just chew on that for a little while and think about that but so sitting with sitting with the depression and sitting with those uncomfortable feelings and we I you know I question why do I avoid feeling my feelings why do any of us avoid feeling our feelings why do we numb out tune out pay attention to other things because I mean the answer I've concluded from my own personal experience is fear some sort of deep fear that if Uh, for me personally, if I let these feelings in, that I will be overly consumed, that I'll be flooded, and that I won't be able to find my way back. Like The ultimate fear is like I will be lost within this particular emotion. And that's never the case. You know, it really isn't. The more I fight against that feeling actually generally the more flooded I am by that feeling versus if I sit and allow the feeling to arise and what do I even mean by that do you even know what I mean when I say I sit with the feelings so that means when I'm feeling the feeling of depression say which just feels kind of like for me a restlessness and a sort of empty confusion and feeling futile and just like what is the point of all of this shit we call life sometimes and it's just like so it's a very hard it's hard feeling to really describe but I feel like you know so whatever depression is for you sometimes it's maybe doom and uh, you know hopelessness And so, of course, the, like, survival instinct is to avoid that because nobody wants to feel those kinds of feelings because it's painful, right? It's painful. It's uncomfortable. And so when I say sit with it, I then turn to that feeling towards, turn towards that feeling within myself and I say, come on in. And I let the feeling wash over me and I feel the feelings of depression feel those feelings of being futile and just empty and restless and sort of I don't know like an empty confusion almost and frustration 
in a depletion and I let myself feel that until the feeling doesn't need to be felt anymore and trust me it will be like okay I'm good like I've felt that now like I'm moving on feelings don't actually last forever it's maybe sometimes about five minutes maybe 15 if it's something like really super intense but if you ever noticed I don't know if you've ever had this like your major crying episode like I've had major crying episodes in my life and I've never cried for like five hours (laughs) you know you have like a really intense maybe like Maybe I've cried really intensely for like 30 solid minutes. It's not probably even that long, honestly. I've probably cried, if I really timed it, (laughs) it's probably more like, it feels like 30 minutes, but I probably actually only cried really hard for like five minutes. And then maybe I like whimpery cry for 30 minutes. And then maybe I'm kind of numb or depressed or depleted but that emotional overwhelming intensity has eased up and usually about an hour or two later I'm feeling considerably better after having like a big cry so I mean that's the whole process is that recognizing if you just allow yourself that big cry even if it's not actually crying if it's just allowing yourself to be in that feeling it will dissipate and it may come back 20 minutes later and then do it again and then so on and so forth it's this is not like and then you feel it and then you never have to feel it again but the more I feel that we step into our feelings and allow them the space to exist and to be processed and witnessed and experienced then the more we can actually move through them what keeps us stuck in cycles and habits and things that we just keep repeating over and over again is because we're even though we're thinking we're trying to break these habits usually we're trying to avoid what we're doing avoid how we're feeling when we're doing it and make some sort of changes you know physically some sort of behavioral changes without actually acknowledging the emotional feelings behind the habitual pattern so Emotional awareness is, as far as I'm concerned on my journey, it is one of the end-all, be-all, ultimate tools to true lasting life changes. I feel if we're not willing to become aware and to have a relationship with ourselves in a really deep and thorough way, then we're gonna probably wander through our lives pretty confused about why things are happening and why our life is the way it is if we're not having a honest dialogue with ourselves. so that's my thoughts my thoughts for today hope you enjoy it and tune in next time thanks everybody bye